0: Welcome back to On The Horizon podcast, hosted by Jesse Sage and Melrose Michaels. First, thank you so much for becoming a premium subscriber and supporting our podcast. This is getting you extra exclusive unheard and unseen footage from each interview that we have on the horizon.
1: Nikki Knight is a cam coach who helps models develop their shows, marketing, and on-camera presence so that they can make more money. As a website builder, she creates beautiful spaces that models can call their home. Well, because that's the thing that I think is interesting is like, it's not a conventional job. We have to run our own little businesses. And when you are your own boss and you run your own business, that sounds glamorous, except that means that you do yeah.
2: every single All job. All the time. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the least glamorous of the glamours because (laughs) no one sees how hard it is. The most, I think, I hate this saying, but success is not sexy. Success doesn't look sexy. It's Mm -hmm. sexy on the outside and it like, we'll all do anything for it, but it is not sexy. It's that daily grind. It's that daily thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what's also so cool about sex work, and this is why I truly love being in this industry I know I'm never leaving, uh, is because we have to wear so many different hats, we have to have so many different loopholes, so you end up learning these weird little tricks, these creative problem-solving skills, Mm -hmm. because you can't post here, you can't use Facebook, you want to do this, email marketing, what do you have to do with that bullshit, excuse (laughs) my language, all these different things, ways to get at your fans, communicate, You're still using e-commerce sales funnels. Mm -hmm. All of those stupid things 100% still apply. And Mm -hmm. you're doing it with that extra creative flair. And I think that's what's so neat. Because you have to be creative because we don't get the easy way around. We don't get to just promote on wherever or this or that. Could you
0: imagine if I could just take out a Facebook ad? in like lingerie and just let that hit all my target audience. You imagine what it would
2: look like? (laughs) (laughs) Like give me that kind of marketing ability and watch what the fuck we can do. (laughs) I mean, I would be your friend on Facebook Today. I would start today. (laughs) I'm I'm following Meryl's Michaels on Facebook. I don't know about y'all.
0: It's amazing. I think that that – because like any kind of entrepreneur, I feel like you get these creative problem-solving skills and like Mm -hmm. you're always looking for – where you can hack attention and where you can find something and make it your own. But then when you have the added layer of a sex worker, it's like, oh, but you're not allowed here. You don't get access to this Mm -hmm. space. So then it's like this extra added, Mm -hmm. you know, obstacle to overcome that you really have to get creative and get, you know, work outside the box and the boundaries given to you because we don't have access to most Mm -hmm. of these spaces.
2: Absolutely. I think it's a shame that we can't do what we want. But I also think that it is kind of cool because sometimes the creative things that people come up with are just phenomenal. And I'm here yeah. for it.
0: The first time I saw someone write link in their bio as their location, I was like, Oof, that is a hack. <laughs> like, go you. Go I you. like that
2: a lot. Yeah. Yes. I like yes. that a lot. Uh, the fir- Yeah. Everything. All that stuff. The first time I saw someone uh, blew my mind, they sold their Snapchat when before way back in the yeah. day before there was anything it was only camming and snapchat that was mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. someone s- sold their snapchat as a video so they m- like took a screen video of mm-hmm. their snap code and then sold their snapchat as a video so you could buy the video and join their snapchat for life oh, i thought that was black. genius yeah. yeah i thought that was genius the first yeah. like s- ridiculous creative stuff that people come up with i just love mm-hmm. i just love
1: yeah. Necessity, they say, is the mother of invention, Absolutely. right? So if we can't just advertise in the way that everybody else does, you have to think of cool things to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering, so is there anything else in, ter- in terms of like business marketing, entrepreneurship that you could take from sex mm. work in mainstream that comes to mind before we wrap this up? I, uh, make sure
2: I would say – I would say understand that your channels and your voice are very, very powerful models. Take something from mainstream on this one. Don't diss your fans online. Don't talk bad about them online. Don't talk about a bad night. No one cares. Uh I That's used to work in it. That's good advice. I see that right? so much. And it's intimidating too. It is super intimidating. We are cyber sex stars. Like you are yeah. legit in the eyes of someone sitting at home or on the phone. You are a cyber celebrity. Yeah. I remember before I was a cam model thinking, how do these people even know how to get into this? Where do they even go? Who do they even apply to? So you right there already are mysterious that yeah. you've come mm-hmm. across this path, right? So if they're idiots, just lean into it, and be like, sure, bud, like you control them back, but just don't be mean to them because <laughs> they're never gonna come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. And it also makes I think people like scared to mm-hmm.
1: approach. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, I understand time. people's like desire to to vent. And I can't mm-hmm. lie, like I have done that before, yep. but but I stopped doing that because I started to think about like who is this serving? It's just serving to like rile up other sex workers and mm-hmm. to alienate our fan base. And do we want to be like use our business accounts to alienate our fan base?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And also your subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference between a thought and like you're imagining something and an actual thing. So that's how negativity really grows. Because when you think negative thoughts, Mm -hmm. your subconscious mind doesn't know this isn't really happening. Consciously, you know, it's fake, but your subconscious doesn't. And then though, those thoughts Mm -hmm. like they kind of worm in and worm down. And next thing you know, you're a grouchy sex worker.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true. I like spent, I've been recently like on a a kind of positivity kick. And the reason (laughs) reason for the positivity kick is because um, Laura Savage, who's also like a coach for Mm -hmm. the full service space. um, She was talking about the fact that like, if we um, just put a moratorium on like complaining and complaining about clients, you also like open up a bunch of space in your brain Mm -hmm. because you're not like, you know, They come and they say a shitty thing to you online and you just brush it off and move on because it's taking away from your business. It's taking away from like if you spent all the time that you do complaining about clients advertising (laughs) and like putting like watching your shows if you do shows or doing all of that stuff, putting that energy instead of into like shitty clients that aren't going to convert to anything into like your business that will convert Mm -hmm.
0: Was it Laura that said that you can have drama or you can have a business, but you can't have both? Something like that?
2: Yeah. I mean, you can have like fake drama. I would have fake drama with um, models all the time, but it was mostly about how, mostly about marriage proposals. I don't know. I was just trying to bang (laughs) all of them online and just dumb crap. Uh, But you said something interesting, Jesse. I just want to, if there's one other thing that I would recommend would be get better at your advertising. I know mm-hmm. a lot of models don't want to be annoying. Yeah. So they don't advertise and because they feel like, oh my God, I've gotten all these people. I don't want to annoy them away with all these ads. I don't want to spam them. But in doing so, they never write creative ads. They yeah. post the same thing over and over because they're scared to annoy people when really that is actually annoying. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the other thing and getting creative with it. I, I like funny commercials. Mm-hmm. I like funny advertising. Everyone does. Yeah. So, yeah, getting more creative and less fear would be great.
0: I think, yeah. I think that to the point that I – I think that's why TikTok has grown so many sex worker careers, actually, because it's these playful, light, silly, mm-hmm. engaging video clips. And then yep. it's only a few clicks away. It's one click to their TikTok profile, one click to their Instagram, one click to whatever they're selling. Yep. Yeah. You know, so like, I think that's why that's converted so well. And that's a great point. When you see like a Super Bowl commercial, you're like, oh, that was fucking funny. I remember it. I absolutely
2: I was thinking yeah. of Super Bowl commercials they're the best yes. they're so fun there yeah. are a few models out there who have like I know we all love a good shit post but some of them are just hilarious Um, who was it the other day Fallon Fairbanks she posted a picture of chicken fingers. It's like, retweet if you love chicken fingers. And, and then, of course, she recopied it, being dominated by women. And yes. just like the small text, it's so funny. Yeah. Like, yes, retweet if you do love chicken fingers or being dominated by women. I, <laughs> I retweet that stuff all the time. So yeah. having fun with it. like We're in entertainment as well. It's an entertainment business. You should yeah. be having fun. You should be fun entertaining yourself.
1: Someone told me once, and mm-hmm. I like was trying to. I've I've tried to take this to heart because I have to say that for me, like advertising is probably my uh, weakest point. Like I put a lot of attention into like client interaction, a lot mm-hmm. of attention into like retention um, and that, but like less in advertising. And I'm trying to to shift that. But like somebody said, like if you get to the point where you think you might be annoying people with your advertising step it up a notch Mm -hmm. it's never as much as you think it is um because like we're also being sorted algorithmically so like people aren't seeing i say something about an episode that came out one time like a very small percentage of the people that like are following following me will see that Mm -hmm. i need to put it up like 15 times before like Yeah,
2: you need to say it with a GIF, you need to say it with a picture, with a video, and then just text all those ones because they serve them all those different types of media. They serve it to different members of your followers depending on what they engage with. So you're totally right. Yeah. Getting more creative with it. And again, no one like, you can do whatever you want on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So, like, open everything. No, like being fun, kind of a jerk on Twitter is my favorite thing to do all day.
0: Yeah. I have a question too, because since we're kind of spinning off the social media topic, um, I've had sex people who are interested in sex work or want to get into like the content creation side of things, especially Mm -hmm. post post pandemic, Mm -hmm. who wonder if you can do it without social media or if you can be successful if you have zero social media. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Where are they seeing you then? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is what. This, like, yeah. Only one way that I was able to like come in. Camming,
2: well, camming.
0: Maybe camming. Yeah, because you, you need some something. Traffic. You need yeah. something.
2: But then your content should probably. Then you're just. Then you're just camming. Right. Yeah. You need some kind of channel. I'm. If you have no social media,
0: <laughs> I. <laughs> I think it, w- it worked. Maybe when OnlyFans share for shares were really useful. But
2: yeah. I don't
1: think those work the same way they used to anymore
2: i think a lot of things don't work the same way they used to on OnlyFans yeah. anymore yeah i think people's fans are getting burnt out yes. i also yes uh and speaking about business things that i feel that an area a one site that so very in my mind graphically showed the lack of business training was OnlyFans. It just seemed like those subscription prices, it was a race to the bottom
1: because everyone was just
2: that that, that knee-jerk reaction of put it on sale, put it on sale, put it on sale. Then the next person coming into it, because there were a lot of new sex workers in the industry, they see that and they think that's the starting point. Then they Mm -hmm. try and go lower. Yeah. I like again. I will always it did love feel only like a Fans. race to the bottom. It was a race to the bottom, and because it also got a lot of new viewers, a bunch like a whole new audience. Now they think that that's the norm. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. which is weird. Which again, OnlyFans did a lot of great things, but this is one of the biggest reasons I don't fully believe in having mainstream and pornography together. Yeah. Only because the price point needs to be so different.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Noah
0: Benzi has been in the adult industry as an entertainer, creator, and mentor for almost nine years. She runs the YouTube channel Secret Life of a Cam Girl, where she gives industry insight and tips to those who want to successfully navigate this crazy industry.
3: You brought up a really good point, though, because how other companies that we work with, like in and not in the industry that let's say because we're influencers as well, like where they are placing our value yeah like you had that company like trying to look at your porn hub like i've i've had the same issue i've had people not want to work with me i one time i was so awkward one time i had someone say to me like oh how many millions of views do you have on porn and i was like i don't even I don't, I don't even think I have a million somewhere <laughs> okay, I have no idea. I, no know, idea. I don't know. I don't know. They literally answered, like, I don't know. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And then, like, I was like, and I said something like, I don't know, maybe half a million. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. And then they were like, and they ended up not working with me because they thought I was, like, less than because of it. But again, yeah. Yeah, no, like, hello, like, look at what I pull on OnlyFans or look at, like, yeah. my following elsewhere. Like, what the, yeah, no, that's another really important thing. But that's why we shouldn't gatekeep and we should keep talking to each other and so when we do have when we do have these contracts that come up to us we have people we can talk to and
1: you know what i mean i also think that like in my experience i also have found that like those metrics don't actually like often don't translate yeah they don't translate because like people can have like a enormous following by number but they're like a lot of shallow followings like Mm -hmm. and then people who have like much smaller um accounts and far fewer um uh followers will actually like have their following is way more loyal yeah and
0: you know i bet you've seen this even in the cam space we've seen like major porn stars go into webcam and not not make revenue Mm -hmm. no it's a different ecosystem it's just
3: it's different and There's just not. Again, it's that personal. It's the personality of it all. It's like the making it personable, and it's like having all of that. That's that's why it's like it's so different. But yeah, I have a friend who like I think she has like she she does dom work, and she is so like like. I don't know. She's like ten fans, maybe. But she makes so much money yeah. <laughs> off of it. Like she, has, she works with like ten people. She has like her subs, and that's what she does, and that's her little circle. And like she's very successful, and she's great at it. And yeah. She loves her life, and like you yeah, know, it's not about, it's not about those numbers. It's, it's true. Right. It's not even about your name, like you just said, with like with being a porn star. It has nothing yeah. to do with that either. Like I mean, yeah. like
0: because I remember so vividly being on MFC when I was camming hardcore there, and there's two occasions. One when jenna Jamison joined mfc i remember and i hope i'm remembering this right i'm pretty sure it was jenna jameson because we were all like we don't stand a fucking chance like mm-hmm. what like this is gonna ruin us and then another occasion if i remember right i could be wrong but i could have sworn brie also joined and i was like well how am i gonna add up to that like they're also they're like in my niche they're like literally yeah. in my lane like cis straight or not straight but white women and whatever yeah. so i'm like oh man like i'm done for but it didn't impact anything like yeah they were up higher because of you know fan base but like in terms of revenue it was pretty compatible like yeah okay so it didn't translate the cam takes a lot more than just looks i've seen a lot of I don't know. That's a different beast. Cam. Different a, beast. No, but
3: that that's a good point too, because think of all the celebrities that have like tried it. And then like, yeah,
0: it's interesting when celebs come into our space too, because it kind of, changes the dynamic and it also puts the platforms through the motions like what's gonna happen now or like because even i know only fans makes the claim like the bella thorne thing didn't impact how they kept tipping but it absolutely it totally did oh because God, of all the chargebacks yeah. <laughs> like you can't dismiss that
1: that's yeah. not we all know that seems totally oh disingenuous. God, yeah. To make that claim. yeah i would agree
0: so like the, the way that people can impact a platform, especially people with significant followings. It's really, it's interesting as well because that yeah. happens in outside and regular business too. It's a great takeaway as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A slug comes in and takes a brand deal or kneels on a football field and maybe gets disowned from a brand. Like mm-hmm. all of
3: those things are at play with our industry the same. So yeah, it's fascinating. That's why like these conversations and podcasts like these are so important because there is so much crossover with like, yeah, business for the most part. Like, I mean, I guess not as much with, like, the regular, regular, like, 9 to 5, but, like, if you're somebody that's, like, in any other industry, like, music or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's just so much crossover with, like, how things work and how numbers work and how, what it's like to have celebrities enter and not enter. Like, There's just so much that I feel like if we were to talk about it more and, like, come together more, again, we would have that representation and Mm -hmm. backing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we need, you know? We're all, we're kind of all in the same. We just... We just sell different things. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Laura Savage is a writer, sex worker, and coach. What, it, in, in terms of like, in respect to the skills and tools you use as a sex worker in business, If they're like, obviously a lot of these things transfer into the real world, but if there was like three specific skills coming out of sex work that anyone could use anywhere or that you could encourage, like if someone took your course, they could still walk away with these three skills and put them into play. Obviously social media marketing was one that you hit on, but what are maybe two others?
4: I would say figuring out a way to manage your administrative load and make it as small as possible because yes, we make money doing that. Like that's necessary stuff, but we do so much back end work yeah. that like we can get caught in that instead of doing the work that pays. Like I always want to be saying what is going to make me money today or bare minimum what's going to set me up to make me money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Not just starting things like I'm going to start this project. Like, okay, what's going to be the projected ROI on that? I'm yeah. always looking at what's the projected ROI. How fast is it going to come? Is this going to get me the, the return that I need and what? Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is keep your head down, bow out of pol- not politics as a whole, because that's just sort of the water we swim in, yeah. but sort of community bullshit,
1: Later. I know. I, one of the things I got from your, that I really loved from your course probably like, it's such a side note. That's like not part of it, but like when you said, cause I took your GFE class oh, actually. I so I should say that uh, I was great. Um, and one of the things you said is you can make money or you can make drama, but you can't make both at the same time. And that like always stood in my head because there is so much drama that is so easy to get like sucked into and worried about when you can like take a step back and be like, I don't need to, like, I think it was like freeing to me too because I was thinking like, I don't actually need to have an opinion on every uh, controversy that comes up in this space because there's, it could just like bleed you dry. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, it'll, it'll wear you out. And don't worry, the controversy will be back in eight months, same one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next time it comes through town, if it's important to you, or yeah, you have yeah. something of value to add. But honestly, um, like, you know, I'm I'm always like, this isn't high school. Like, we're here to make money. These are businesses that we're running. And that's what I need to focus on is making my money. And, yeah. you know, meeting my goals. Yeah. yeah. i doing Definitely. this for glory. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so much glory in it. <laughs> there's so much glory in being a whore. It's just...
0: <laughs> I think yeah. that's a great um, point because, like, I see a lot of you know drama or controversy or just conversations that are heated. I guess um, coming across my timeline, especially on sex work Twitter, um, that it's like it's there's tempting, you know, to get involved or to say your side of things, but I also wonder because it's the same characters or the same actors yeah. that seem to be in these conversations and i'm just like how are you paying your bills like <laughs> not like from like a, a, yeah. a classist perspective or anything but like i don't have time to like and like someone will ask me like did you see this and like how'd you see it like you no, know, how- i feel that way too I, I don't have time to scroll like that yeah I'm busy
4: <laughs> yeah i agree like i was i was saying too, uh, a friend of mine, a couple of weeks ago, we were chatting and I said to them, um, doesn't anybody else have like debt? I know. <laughs> like yeah. a mortgage question yeah. mark or like <laughs> medical bills. Like right. I have shit I have to pay. Like if I go on Twitter, it's going to be A, to look at hot people or B, going to make me laugh. And like, there's no other reason. Like yeah, yeah. for entertainment and to market. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've right. uh, come up with this because like I said, social media can cannibalize kind of my real life, but I've been the practice I've been trying to stick by is posting ghosts. Put your thing out there for marketing ghost. Mm -hmm. Don't log on
4: the app. I love it. Post your shit and go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I listened to this um, writing podcast one time and there was a writer on there, obviously. And she said something that I have also taken with me. She said like, this was about writing pieces, but it's applicable to this as well, where she was like, you're. Articles are not your babies. You don't have to follow them around and like monitor yeah. whatever and like take care of them and like foster them after you've put them into the world. Like you can just let them go. You know, and I was that's like amazing. that's like um that's the good thing about them. Like as moms, like Laura and I are moms, like you have to put so much energy into like your babies, but your your tweets or your articles like don't have to be your babies. You could just let them go. into the world, let them go. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's just- Plus the TL and off we go. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Which is easier said than yes. Though. Yeah, okay. me check them. Why did why did only 36 people like this selfie? Uh, no, I, was like, <laughs> oh, no <laughs> like, I thought it
3: looked cute.
0: <laughs> I'm always amazed when I'm split testing, especially content, like what performs well and what doesn't. Cause like the thing I work so hard on that I think is like art. It's like, beautiful fucking flops every time and the thing that was like garbage and i thought it was gonna be funny or someone would laugh at it just takes
1: off I'm like, i know okay i'll never know is there other things that you think that you took away that you've like learned in the last eight years that you think have been like great takeaways from sex work or anything that we didn't ask you about that you have been thinking about i'm curious if you notice trends
0: like, are there trends in the full service side of things? Because I know with like digital sex work, there's always trends. Things are always changing. A lot of it is, uh, you know, component depending on like how social and how that yeah. ecosystem changes, or how OnlyFans decides to ban us or not. Mm-hmm. So if things like that happen, I wonder how that affects full service, or if there is trends in that way.
4: There are there are definite trends, and I'm a fan of of following them to a certain point and then going rogue and going the opposite direction. <laughs> Like, and it can happen in interesting ways where like, there was a time where everybody had these packages where it was like, not just time, it was like a date and I'll cook you dinner or we'll do this. And everybody globbed onto that for a while, or even just everybody wearing a certain outfit or Mm -hmm. a certain type of photograph or working with a certain photographer. And my favorite thing is when like, we were all like providing bespoke experiences God, I miss but, those spoke experiences spoke. days. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: were. Up.
4: I provide the Spoke experiences. Yeah, days that that's I, a little cringy to me because a tiny bit. But like, I I followed a lot of those as well, and I think that when before you sort of find your own voice, and this yeah. is, might be what applies to across the board for all business, is until you find your own voice, you. No no shame in in following these trends to see what works for you. But once you can figure out what your unique point of view is, just make your own. And then you'll see people six weeks after you do that, copying what you do. And then we go off to something else. And and I think that is good advice in any business content creation, what have you. Mm -hmm. Of course, everybody's going to do the hot thing to get engagement, to fit in. Yeah. But I don't... um, you don't need to stay there once you figure out exactly what it is your USP is and you, your unique mm-hmm. selling proposition. And like um, coming from that place, knowing what it is that you provide to to the marketplace. Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. And is the I mean, you when you brought up USP, it, it triggered a thought in my head too. Do you do you keep any like, or do you advise that people in full service or that take your courses? have like KPIs? Like, do you measure? I don't know what you guys are talking key about. Key performance <laughs> indicators. Like, do you have like, um, They didn't teach me that in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't teach me that in school either. Uh, key, per- <laughs> key performance <laughs> indicators, like ways to evaluate how things are going is, does that transfer over?
4: I mean, I tell people to look and see how booked their calendar is. I think that's the biggest okay. KPI for yeah. full service workers. Are you booked as much as you want to be? Do you, Are you meeting your financial goals? Because if one of those things or both of those things isn't true, you're going to have to reevaluate your data to see what needs to change. Mm-hmm. So as far as KPI, I would say that's the biggest the biggest tell for a full service sex worker. As far as my own business, my biggest KPI is similar across the several projects that I have, Mm -hmm. how much am I working? Am I meeting my monthly and, you know, meeting, my monthly financial goals? Yeah. Because that's the biggest sort of indicator of is the business healthy or not? Yeah. And it has to be both. It can't just be, am I making the money I need? Because like I can work, you know, 18 hours a day and I can make the money I need, but I'm going to end up You know, in a fetal position, not being able to get out of bed for a week after a while. Yeah. So I need to sort of watch those two um, data points to make sure that they are are in balance. And then there are other things, Mm -hmm. too, as far as like, am I giving the most? How can I explain this sort of like knowing what legs of my little business? whatever empire I hate to use the word empire
1: it's
4: my empire I, it's like, I don't want, like but like my my little, little side projects I'm doing all the stuff yeah. I do that you know make up my business are am I putting the emphasis in the right place yeah as far as or am I you know bailing water out of a sinking ship yeah it, or okay, for this period of time, we're launching something else. And even though it's not making money yet, I believe it will in three months. So this is what the bulk of the time needs to be spent on. That sort of of watching my my sort of time management, which is another word I hate, but that's the best one I can come up with to yeah. see and make sure that I'm putting my time where it's going to make the most sense.
1: Yeah. I found that when I started to like, actually treat my, bi- recognize that I was running a business and like, treat mm-hmm. it like a business like, that it was only then that like, I even, I, then I did start making my goals is like, when, cause there was a long period of time when I was doing sex work where I was just like, I didn't even know how much money I like brought in, yeah. you know, like I was just like working and then doing other things. And then when I was like, you know what? I'm going to have like a monthly goal. And every day I'm going to put down like what I made from the different platforms and what I made from full service work or what I made from whatever. Then suddenly I was like, I could know like, oh, I'm a little behind. Mm -hmm. I need to like get going. So, um, but I had to like, Actually, like, think about it like that. Have concrete goals, mm-hmm. um, measure whether I was making those concrete goals, mm-hmm. and then like I started to make a lot more money. But I think I started to make more money because I was like conscious of yeah. that instead of just like throwing stuff out into the universe and seeing like what works, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, I, absolutely. Like, there is an element of just let's see if this works, but at some point, like, you don't know if you've reached a goal unless you know what the goal is and you're right. tracking. Your progress because we can just work and 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 never get there.
1: Yeah.
0: We hope you enjoyed this bonus footage from this episode of On the Horizon, and we look forward to having you tune in next time.